friends with people that, you know, like, like people knew me, people respected me or whatever, but I was different so people just didn't get me, you know what I'm saying? And that was half them not getting me and me not wanting them to get me, you know what I'm saying? Because I just knew I was different, so I know like, there wasn't no point, like, we, like, I think about different shit, like, I'm on, I'm on some different shit. Different type of time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I just view everything differently, you know? Do you feel like, do you feel like sometimes, do you feel like, uh, I used to tell my homies, I'd be like, yo, bro, sometimes I feel like I'm crazy because I'll be feeling like I'm so much different than these other people. And it's not that, like, I'm trying to be out of the box and be yeah, cool or nothing nah. like that. It's like, bro, I dead ass be in conversations with people. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, we, like, I feel real different than you. Like, yeah. am I crazy? Yeah. Am I, why you ever feel like that? I did. I had that phase all throughout childhood. It wasn't until, like, I became a dog where I'm like, oh, okay, it's not just about, like, it's not that. It's just, uh, like, everybody, everybody different, just the people who choose to, like, embrace it, or the people that, like, stand out and feel like they're crazy because they just, like, ex- they just, they've got to the point where they just accepted their individuality. Um, at that point, most people have it or don't, especially right. when we're younger. Everybody's trying to figure themselves out. But it's like, I was, I was a teenager, a young teenager, knowing this type of shit that, you know, most people don't figure out until, like, they adults as far as, like, they individuality. Facts, like facts. Well, secretly, I already pressed the start button. So, yeah. introducing today. Well, first off, welcome back to the Culture Talks, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate y'all for tapping in once again. Um, it is a beautiful Friday. It's actually, you know, I call it beautiful. Some people may not, but I love the rain and I love cloudy days. Too yeah. many of them, I don't appreciate. Yeah. But you know, here and there, I appreciate it. So, welcome back to the Culture Talks. This is episode eleven. And, you know, ladies and gentlemen, I'm back with another guest. You know, I keep telling y'all, bro, I told y'all before and, and I ain't lied yet. Like, I'm going to come with mad podcast guests and we're going to try to keep it consistent. But today we have songwriter, rapper, artist, music lover, hip hop culture follower, dreamer, far rock away, Queens raised. Shay Sounds. Did I say that correctly? You definitely did. You probably, like, I've done a good amount of interviews. You're probably the first one to get it right the first time. So hey. maybe say Shay Eyes, like some other shit. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> man, Shay, Shay, Shay Sound, man. Uh, comes from my full name, Oluwa Shay. Uh, Shay Sounds, Nigerian. You know what I'm saying? My mom always called me Shay. And I wanted to keep that as a part of just like, you know, I just wanted to represent that going forward, you know, wherever I went. Uh, in my music, you know, I kind of wanted to still have like that connection to to, to my roots uh, in Nigeria, so I started to go by Shay. So I you, by Shay you hit the very first question of, of what I was going to ask today, which was your yeah. ethnic roots. So, like, yeah. talk a little bit more about like um, where your parents come from. I don't know if you like what city in Nigeria or village or yeah, like just tap in. Not yeah. everyone's going to know, but yeah. I do have a lot of you know. I've interviewed, I think, three Nigerians already, okay. so, you know, some people will be tapped right. into that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I know the basics, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was born in New York, born and raised in New York, um, but my both of my parents um, are from Nigeria, Lagos, Lagos, Nigeria, which is oh, the capital, far, the capital far. Nigeria. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, I have two older brothers, they both from Nigeria, so I'm the first one in my family born in America. Same. Fish yeah. bump, yeah. fish bump, First day, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, just... Uh, just being a, you know, that just comes with a lot of first uh, and like just, you know, a lot of like a lot of shit that people overlook just being born here and, you know, just how that makes it easier for just growing and like maneuvering in society and whatnot. Um, being first generation American, you know, you know, I'm the first to go to college, you know, first to, you know, first to do a lot. And it's like, I feel like, I feel like every step I take is like, um, is uh, kind of like open, opening doors for like the future of my family and whatnot. You know? fast, fast. I'm, trying, I'm trying to take advantage of everything I got. You know, I think uh, one thing that uh, so so say your first name once once more, your full first yeah, name. Yeah, alright, so Oluwashe. Okay, so yeah. when you went to school, like in high school, middle school, and yeah. elementary. Nobody would call me Oluwashe. No. Okay, what I were your teachers before. calling you? I showed up first day of third grade. That's when I had moved back to Far Rockaway after being born there. I had spent like a year or two in like Rhode Island and Virginia and other places like growing up, but Moved back to Far Rockaway in third grade, first day. I said what my name was. And before that, like, I, I went by, like, my full name, like, when I was in, like, Rhode Island and shit like that. People would call me by my full name. But I showed up first day, I told them what my name, and my name was, and they were like, oh, me, me not calling me that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so they gave me a name right there. It was uh, OJ. That's what they called me. They called me OJ because of my initials was OJ. My last name was Joseph. So Oluwashe Joseph. 
Uh, so motherfucker would call me OJ, and I was pretty much OJ up until I graduated college. So how did how did the reason I bring that up is because with a few people I've talked to, and specifically the last interview I did, and just something I've been thinking about lately, because I grew up around a lot of like in school, not particularly, but outside of school and all my close friends and everything, I grew up around a lot of people with names that aren't quote unquote American, right? Yeah. So I grew up around a lot of Persians and then obviously my family's from Tanzania. So I grew up around a lot of East Africans. Mm-hmm. So it's like and all my mom's friends were like refugees from other countries, not specifically Tanzania. So like they were different names. So like yeah. I always thought it was important to like for people to pronounce the names correctly. Like I hated when people would like call like, my, my mom's name is like simple as Hadija and people would be like, um, Kitty J. And I'm like, no man, why are you making it more difficult? It's Hadija. And I'm like, Kedija. I'm like, nah, bro. Hadija. <laughs> yeah. And then like, you know, like my sister's name's Mona Edie and people would, like short, shortcut it and be like Mona. And I'm like, nah, fam, her name ain't Mona. Like, you know, so like, how did you feel about people calling you OJ? Did you not care? Like, did you care? Did you not nah, care? This was, like, I was too young to care. Like at that point, I was just in a new New town to me, even though I was born there, but like new town, new school, new environment. I just want to fit it, you know, get it where I fit it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I want to call me OJ. All right, cool, fine. <laughs> you know, as long, long as it be cool, fine. I call me OJ. And there's worse than nicknames out there, whatever. Only thing, like, as I got older, them OJ jokes got so played out. And I was so about to ask corny. about that. Yeah, right? <laughs> so corny. Because people, people will be saying the same OJ joke. Like, motherfuckers are not coming up with new OJ jokes. Mm-hmm. Like, I say, oh, yeah, yeah, call me OJ. But, oh, like Simpson? I'm like, ha ha. Yeah, I've heard that like a million Right, so, y'all could but, come up with one, <laughs> one different thing. It got to the point where they was like, like Simpson, and I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then it'd be like, especially on the white person. Right, right. But uh, but yeah, no, nah, I didn't care as a kid. Like I just, you know, it was just whatever. Um, but I guess that's probably why, you know, why I wanted to not be older anymore. After like by the time I graduated college, college, I felt like I'm tra- I'm really transitioning into adulthood. And, you know, the man I'm going to be and whatnot. So that's when I started going by shape, uh, shade, just like more, it's you no know, obviously closer to like my name, but it's more, it's just like less unprofessional. Like OJ just like sort of like childish, you know. Like right. OJ that's just sound fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with like, with you being an artist, I feel like that's a fire name, personally. Thank you. Thank it's you. like, like, this is going to sound maybe stupid to some people, but it's like a melodic name. Really? I don't know. Shade, I think so. I, I, I feel like you just sing that. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to do it right now, but I'm just saying, yeah. like, I ain't going to front like I wasn't in the car, like, Shay, Shay, Sarah, hitting notes. But no, it's fire. Thank you. Tell me, uh, tell me a little bit about Far Rockaway, man. Like, mm-hmm. tell me about what it's like growing up there. What's the environment like? I personally have been to New York. Um, like, to, my sister used to live in Queens, but in Flushing, Queens. And so I used to go there in the summers all the time. So I personally feel like I kind of have an understanding of like New York City and the different boroughs, all that have different cultures and different yeah. vibes. But yeah. from somebody who actually was raised and grew up there, yeah. um, for the listeners, uh, give a little detail about what, what it's like growing up over there. Well, Queens is, I'm pretty sure, is, if it's not the most, is one of the most like diverse populations in the world. You know what I'm saying? Just as far as the different cultures that's on every corner, around every corner. Um, so, so, I, so as far as like me being Nigerian, I didn't like stand out there. There's a whole Nigerian community in Queens, but there's a whole, you know, Dominican, Puerto Rican community, you know, there's a whole Indian community, you know, there's a Jewish community. Um, so it's really diverse and, you know, it's Queens. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, like your typical breakfast, you know, get the bacon, egg, and cheese. Bacon, egg, and Arizona, cheese sounds fire. Arizona IC can, you know what I'm saying? Some Skittles, whatever. <laughs> local, some skittles you know, local bodega you know to do that the bodega is like your uncle you know you go there every day you know what you want you know how you want it yada, yada, yada. Um, and I was pretty much like like you know Far Rockaway is a, it's also a beach town so you know you got the ocean on this side and you got the bay on this side you can see Manhattan from like my high school you know like the whole skyline and whatnot so it's uh, so it's so it's, you feel like you were, you were part of the city but also like your own separate little so I was reading a little bit about it. Is it like its own, like basically like little island kind of? Yeah, thing? it's a peninsula, so it, it's literally surrounded by water because you know you got, oh, the, shit. You got the ocean. Oh yeah, you just said that on all yeah, sides. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> got yeah. You. you got the ocean, and then you got the bay, um, mm-hmm. and it's like pretty much right by like JFK Airport. So okay, you can yeah. fly over and, and all that. So you'd always see that. 
did that ever get annoying? Cause like, I know that in my, uh, like my sister, like my, at my sister's crib in Flushing, it was like, I don't know if that's, a, you tell me, but I don't exactly know if it's close to LaGuardia, but I know the airplanes from LaGuardia used to fly over her building, mm-hmm. like excessively. So yeah. like in the morning, it would be like, yeah, for sure. In the no. night, yeah, no, yo, no. hella annoying. So was it like But it's that? like, it's like you get when, when you, like when you uh, raise it, you raised in New York, like you get used to the noise, like the noise up, right. noise up. You sleep for real, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And you you be you feel weird when it's too quiet, you know what I'm saying? Something, <laughs> something must be wrong, yeah, like right. something going on, you know. Um, but yeah, that's that just like part of experience, you know. You get used to it, like like anything else when you when you're there for a certain amount of time. Yeah, I, I always used to wonder, like now now I understand that exactly what you say, you just get used to it. But I used to wonder, cause I've lived in, I've lived in LA, I've lived in San Diego, I've lived in Santa Cruz and North, uh, like close to San Francisco. Uh, like I used to visit New York for months at a time in the summer, like two, three months. And so I used to make friends out there that were my age and shit like that. So I was used to ask them, you know, what's it like growing up in like this city? Like, because, you know, being from, you know, whatever they call flyover, you know, flyover States like Missouri, um, they, uh, it just feels like if you live in LA or like New York city, it's like some crazy, like awesome every day. I'm like looking at these big buildings and thinking about, but it's like, it's not like that. At least from what I've heard Mm -hmm. is like people when they're younger, they're like, Oh, this is cool. But after that, it's just part of their lifestyle. The beach is right there. They don't really care. They don't really hit the beach that much. They're just like, ah, it's there or whatever. And then like, there's all these big ass buildings and they're like, yeah, it was cool at some point Mm -hmm. when I was a kid, but now I see these buildings every single day. I don't really care. Millions of people, different, diverse. Like, it's like cool when you think and reflect on it. But like when you're growing up in it, you're like, oh yeah, my homie's African. This homie's, um, this homie's from fucking Barbados. This homie's from where it was like, it's normal. Yeah. It becomes normal. Is that how you felt about like growing up in such a diverse area? Yeah, man. I mean, you pretty much hit it. Like, it's, uh, it's all about perspective, you know? Um, like, being, like, when you born and raised somewhere, like, that's all you know, you know what I'm saying? So, you don't have nothing to compare it to. So, to you, it's just life. It's just like regular. It is what it is. Like, from, not from somebody that's never been exposed to it, then, you know, they have like a glamorized view of it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's because, you know, they, uh, they're not from there and they don't they have to live their life. They're from a completely different like walk of life. You know what I'm saying? So all they know is like what they read or what they see on the internet and shit like that. And for us it's just like man, it's just life, you know what I'm saying? Like you know, it's gonna be the same shit tomorrow, same shit yesterday, you know, so like that same notice they're gonna be here, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, another shit. So so just regular, it's just like what you're used to. Facts, facts. So grow, growing up in like New York though, I feel like it's such a I don't know how to say it, musically inclined state city, mm. or, you know, New York City itself is like, there's just so much music and, and famous artists that have came out of there and like such culture changing and culturally or culture pushing music. So growing up for you, like you and your homies, say, I'm gonna give you like a, a setting. It's sixth grade. You're in sixth grade. You're chilling in like your like least strict class mm. and like, you have some headphones on. What are you bumping? Sixth grade. What am I bumping on my headphones? Right, so I had like some super off-brand MV3 player. <laughs> you know, because, you know, from, at the time, that was like my shit. But, um, you know, what am I playing in sixth grade? I'm trying to specifically. I want to say, at the t- I think that's when Chris Brown came out. Like, first came out. Um, and just like how the New York artists, like, you know, 50, of course. Um, oh, I think it's time, like, the South started, like, really taking over, too. So Popping started, out, yeah. yeah. So I started to fuck with them. I started to fuck with Southern artists. Um, I don't know, because this was sixth grade, was probably the year before I really got into hip hop, like, into, like, following, like, following it for real, like, looking for new artists and, like, finding new shit. At this point, I was just listening to whatever I was exposed to. So whatever was hot at the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I can't remember who exactly was, like, who was really popular like that. I would say maybe, like, Lil Wayne, probably. Um, you did bring up somebody that I want to ask about. What was... Yeah. Do you do you feel like... Do you feel like it was, like... How huge was 50 Cent, like, growing up for you, like, in New York? Wasn't no biggest from... Wasn't no biggest from... 
from like my like actual child. It wasn't nobody bigger. It wasn't nobody bigger. Just not even just like as an artist, but just like like the whole G unit wave. You know okay. what I'm saying? Just like took over any front quiz too. So that was like the epicenter of where shit like shook the world. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, wasn't nobody bigger than 50s at the time. Like motherfuckers. I was writing in the club lyrics in my notebook, go, 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 go drawing a little essays and shit. Facts. I wanted the G unit sneakers, you know, hey, what a G unit anything. The G unit, <laughs> the, 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 the whole fit, what do they, what do you call them? The tracksuit, well, it's not tracksuit, yeah. you know how they used to have the big old, uh, yeah, G unit like, fits, the yeah. matching bottoms, matching top. Yeah, the sweatsuits. I used to cop those, man. Yeah, those I used to cop those. those. I was a little late though, because yeah. It was like when they started putting them in Macy's and mm-hmm. shit for a little bit cheaper and yeah. like Dillard's. <laughs> yeah. um, I wasn't like I was I, I was into it when it was out, but my pops wasn't going to buy me none of that. So mm-hmm. and because it's a little bit it wasn't never really pricey. But, you know, once they started throwing that shit in Macy's, they was throwing it on discounts and shit. So it's kind of when it was dying down. Mm-hmm. I used to rock the shit out of those. Yeah, yeah man. Nah, it wasn't nothing bigger than like 58 G unit. Like that was just like the wave, like super like. decided I'm gonna start rapping, I'm gonna start making, I'm gonna start creating music. Like when mm-hmm. when did that start? That switch took for me in high school officially, but it like it was a process that started in third grade. I wrote my first song in third grade, um, just on like some fun shit. Uh this time at this point like probably my biggest role model was probably like Bow Wow or something like that. Shout just out because, to Bow Wow. Yeah shout out to Bow Wow. Just because you know I'm seeing a little nigga that looks like me that's uh, Pretty much a rap superstar. Facts, super superstar. Yeah, superstar. Like, people forget. People do forget. He's filling out arenas mm-hmm. like by himself. Wow. <laughs> As like a ten year old. Like hella young with the jerseys and the braids. Yeah. yeah. He, he did movies and like Mike. Like mm-hmm. he started dunking and shit. Like, right. Like a real nigga dream. Niggas really rap thought rap. that he was actually dunking too at ten. Oh, like, for sure. I, I know I thought he did. No, I was like, dang, I wish I had bounced like that. No, he definitely had me trying to dunk. In third grade, like <laughs> I saw him do it in the movie. I'm like, All right, if I tie the shits up really tight and drop really hard, mm-hmm. maybe I can do it. Never happened, of course. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so so seeing somebody, so seeing you know uh, uh, a real young kid, motherfucker like Bow doing it crazy like that, I'm like, all right, if he can do this shit, I can do this shit too. Um, so I would uh, so for like for popular song that was out, I would write the write the lyrics out of the songs and like recite them. So and before I even knew it, that was me like practicing flow, practicing breath control, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then it got to the point where I'm like, I right, now I'm trying to write my own shit. So I wrote a song called like After School, or something, like, something like that. That's right. Yeah, and I was just rapping about wanting to be double school so I could go to my homies after school. <laughs> you know, that's all the song was about. Uh, but you know, even at that point, I knew I needed verse. I knew I needed verses and a chorus, of course, right. around that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm already knowing how to craft songs together. Format, so that's all in third grade, and then that's something I do on and off between like in elementary school, middle school. Uh, I start doing like parody songs or whatever, and I and like people knew me around middle school for that, like that was my thing. Uh, so for like popular songs that was out, I would like remix it, like parody, like that's parody, funny. that's dope, so, like that. So like Crank That Soldier Boy came out, I made Crank That Orange Juice because you, know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Uh, this is why I'm hot came out. I made mm-hmm. This is why we eat. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. Just like being just funny with it. Wow. Yeah. I haven't even heard that song in forever. Yeah, and this is the, like, so this is like the time stamp I'm giving you. This is mm-hmm. definitely like 07 type shit, 07 away. So I would do that through middle school. And high school was just when it got to the point where I'm like, all right, so I, go, I did the parody, so I know how to write song. I know I can rap. Um, let me try and like start doing this shit like for real, man. Like, see what I can do with it. And this is this is like the blog era. So this is uh, like 09 or 10. So this is when. People like that whole wave of uh, rappers are popping out through the internet, like through the blogs. So 
everybody from like Drake uh, to Mac Miller, J. Cole, um, Big Sean, Wiz, Wiz, Currency. Currency, I remember. Yeah. Currency yeah. was hot. Yeah. That was wow. Yeah. Wow, sorry. You just reminded me of yeah. shit, huh? <laughs> yeah, no, for real. So, so all you guys start popping out, you know, through, through the internet, shit like that. And I'm just like, and I, I'm listening to it, and I'm just listening to it. And I'm not feeling like this is like beyond me. Like, mm-hmm. this is like beyond what I can do, just talent wise, you know. So from there, I started uh, recording like little voicemails on my phone. Like, if you called me, I didn't pick up, you would hear me like freestyle over <laughs> some shit. Uh, and uh, I linked up with some, some other kids in my high school that was into music. And we started recording at uh, my boy's house with like five of us. Uh, and we started like laying stuff down, just like in his bedroom, you know, super, super, uh, you know, just super like gutter shit, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You know, just had the mic stand, little like stocking cap on it. Or right. Mm-hmm. And we and we recorded, we was recording stuff, and then that led to me, you know, finding studio time in the city. Um, and I was still, I still, it was still like a secret thing. Like people didn't know I was doing it like that until I started like putting shit out like that. Um, even my mom didn't know at this time, so I would just be stacking money for weeks and weeks and weeks just so you can get some studio time, right? Yeah, like she gave me money for food. I'm not eating. I'm just putting that in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna go ahead and stash that yeah, away, right? Like four more of those, and I get fucking session. You know what I'm saying? That's fire. So, so yeah, and it's, it's been going ever since. Do you remember the first recording studio you recorded at? Like Real Studio? Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. It was called a Sweet Sounds, Sweet Sounds Recorders. And the engineer was Patrick. And uh, that's where I recorded my whole like first mixtape at, which was called Step One. I put that out like my sophomore year of high school. Um, and I was like 15 or something like that. Do you remember your favorite song off of that mixtape? Ooh. Uh, favorite song off of that mixtape. What was my favorite song? What would be, what? I mean, I probably had a favorite song then. It was probably it was probably the one when I was just I felt like I was rapping the best. Maybe like I kind of rapped over the I really mean it instrumental, you know, with from Dead Set and shit like right. that. Mm-hmm. I rapped over that. That might have been my favorite. Uh, yeah, that and I rapped over Six Minutes of Death Freestyle by um, like Cassidy, Fabulous, mm-hmm. and Lil Wayne. I rapped over that. That was like the intro to the tip. That might have been my favorite. That and the song called Let Me Know, which was like the only original. Like over the only original production, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like every other song, this was back before they really before mixtape turned into albums, where you was like our songs were like original stuff like that. That then would just like you know grab other beats, freestyle over them, whatever. So that was the that was the only song where it was like no original production, and like I wrote the like I you know like I wrote I wrote the whole thing. I write everything, but it was just my first original song that I wrote by myself. And yeah, we call let me know, just like you know, some like girl shit, you know, whatever. Like let me know, you know, call me, let me know, I pull up, you know. Yeah, yeah some vibes, you know. You know what I'm saying? Like that. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so and they've been on go ever since from there. You know, I did my first mixtape and I've just been like recording ever since and creating ever since and trying you, to be a rapper ever since. I feel it, I feel it. Are you uh sorry if we keep asking back to back questions? No, I'm just right. like questions are popping up in my head. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's funny because I do this every time. I'll write down like 25 questions mm-hmm. and literally not read a single yeah. one. Like literally, I, I, if you look at all the questions I have from all these people, I'll probably ask two off of it. Okay. Today, I've only asked you one of the questions. Okay. Right. But anyways, um, so are you like, like now, right now at this moment in your life, are you a paper and pen type of writer? Like when you write your music, are you a iPhone notes? Are you yeah. a... Are you a freestyle off the head? Put it together. Listen to what you put down. Lay down another bar. Like, yeah. what type of like you know, what's your recording process? Yeah, like you know, I'm definitely capable of doing just the whole like laying them down stuff. I just, I just feel like I'm way too meticulous. Like, I have to see, I have to see, I have to see the work before I before I record it. You know, um, so yeah, I, I pretty much stick to like the pen and pad for the most part. Uh, but it depends, though. It really varies because. If I just catch a vibe and I just and I'm just going, I'm like, you know, I might not need a pen. You know, depending if it's just like a short burst, maybe I could just I could just like rise in my head real quick and lay it down. Uh, if it's something longer, if it's something more complex that I'm trying to do, then I probably need to write it down. But it depends. Like it just depends on what the setting is. Like if it's something that I already like prepared already, now I'm recording it, or if it's like I'm linking with another artist in day studio and we just like play beats and like we both find something that we wanna fuck with. I just come up with some shit right there. You know, it just depends. It just depends on the vibe. Like, um, it's art, so I would never like. It's 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 gonna be fluid as far as my process. Right, you never put it in a box. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's never gonna be like I'm gonna only do it this way every time. Like, not, like it's, I'm just gonna be open to 
I'm just gonna be open to whatever whatever inspired me and comes to me and just you know let it let it flow like that or however however come however it happens. You enjoy collaborating with other artists, and you you ain't got a lot. You ain't oh, got no. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> nah, 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 nah. But do you enjoy collaborating with other artists? Yeah, man. I wish I could do it more, yo. I feel like I'm definitely because I feel like you know I've always definitely growing up. I got used to being isolated and just kind of on some loner shit or whatever. But I feel like I'm past that as far as a creator. Like I like I can't inspire myself anymore. You know, like I like I used to. Like I can't just like put myself in an empty room. I mean, I still can, but not as much as I used to. Like, I can't just put myself in an empty room, isolate myself, and come out with the best shit. Right. You know, it's like I feel like now I need, like, I need that energy. Mm-hmm. I need that collaborative energy. Creative genius, like flowing. Yeah, through yeah, through just, right. yeah, just being around other creative people. I need that energy to to get the best out of me now. At this point, you know, I feel like I've I've, I've done my best as far as what I can do on my own. Now it's like now nah, I just need. I need you know I need I need collaboration. I need like-minded people around me, you know, there's some, there's some, you know, energy don't get talked about much. Maybe it get talked about too much sometimes, but it, 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 it it's not, it's not like valued as much as, a, as it should be because it, it, it goes a long way. Powerful. It's yeah, powerful. it's super, super powerful. So. so I've been noticing the past couple of years, but like yeah. energy, I can literally feel it being taken out of me in situations now. Like before I would know, like I'd be aware, okay, when I'm around this person, I don't really like what they talk about. I don't really think it's, helping me grow i don't yeah. think it's helping them grow like this conversation's whack but i would still like ride with it you know what yeah. i'm saying but like over this year or two i could feel it like sucking my energy and sometimes mm-hmm. i just i'll do one of two things i'll either like just tell them like yo let's switch up the conversation or like let's not talk about like that's whack why, mm-hmm. why are we talking about this or i just won't hang out with them anymore it doesn't mean i don't love them or nothing yeah. it's just like damn bro like i can feel the energy literally being like grabbed from my soul yeah. and taken away yeah. and i'm like wow that's yeah. powerful. Yeah. If I could feel that shit being taken away yeah. and I let this happen for all my life, imagine like dying and knowing all the energy yeah. that was sucked out of you. It's a it's a crazy, a crazy uh thing to imagine. Yeah. So and you gotta value yours too. You gotta value yours. So it's like nobody gonna value yours for you, you know what I'm saying? So like you gotta be responsible for your own energy. So when you know like your energy being like taken away from you or not being handled right way or whatever, then it's like it's your responsibility to like you know, take yourself out of that situation. Put your foot on it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So, for real. Yeah, I feel the same way. So, um, from some of your past interviews and, and and blogs you've 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 done, I read that J Cole is one of your big influences. Uh, um, yeah. So, I just wanted to ask, what exactly? I love J Cole, so this is not like a condescending question, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm just asking it like this. Um, what exactly about J Cole? And his music, or just him, I don't know exactly what influences you, um, stands out to you, like, as an artist? Well, um, I got into J. Cole pretty much around when uh, uh, when I when I was getting into music seriously, you know what I'm saying? So it kind of just coincided with each other, like, his, you know, his rise and me just getting into music and shit like that. Uh, I guess he's just the artist I related to the most because... Uh, could be talking about, you know, becoming off of the, you know, like I guess like the dance era, ringtone era, just like the really like cookie cutter shit and hip hop that was like kind of dominating at the time. So now, now we're transitioning into kind of what I grew up on, what I'm used to, just like real like storytelling, you know, just like rappers rapping for real, like just rapping for real, like rapping their ass. Um, so what connected me to J Cole the most? I guess I, I just I just felt like I related to him, you know, I just related to him the most through his music. Like he just sounded like a rapper that I relate to and a person that I could relate to at the time. Um so you asking like what has kept me connected to like No no that, that was a great answer. I see yeah. it's just like like as soon as you were getting in tune with your musical self and really tapping into that he mm-hmm. was rising. So it's kinda like a rise kind of yeah. together, but like yeah. energy wise like this person's on their rise in the music game you're trying to fit you're like on your rise to figuring out oh this is like music i'm trying to get into this is what i love mm-hmm. he's a storyteller that's what you grew up on and you yeah. really connect to as yeah. an artist that's, that's the type of artist I wanted to and that's the type of artist that you you are yeah. and want to be so i so that was a great answer in and of itself so you answered my question right. um we are going to be taking a break here shortly. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening to this podcast and you have been enjoying this interview with Shaggy Sounds, I'm going to say that again a little <laughs> bit louder. Shaggy Sounds. You feel me? Don't ever, 
ever disrespect his name ever again. <laughs> but now, nah, if you're listening and enjoying, please like, review, comment, um, share with a friend, and we will be back in just a few short moments. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back from break. We are back from break. Uh, we don't do no edits over here, so if I fuck up a word, I fuck up a word. So yeah, we back from break and um, we are ready to roll again. So we're gonna jump into a question about your most recent project, NIB. Um, I wanted to ask, what was your inspiration behind the project? Yeah. And then, if you can think of one, because uh, what was your favorite song that you? Um, Put on that project so okay. inspiration behind nib and favorite song yeah um so inspiration behind nib was pretty much sort of a continuation of like the first one step one uh just as far as um figuring figuring myself out you know what i'm saying not just as an artist but as a person you know but i definitely figured out like you know my sound and lane as, a, as an artist and as a songwriter and whatnot um you know i'm Progress in the NIB way, you know, I'm pretty, like, it's all original production, you know, from top to bottom. And, and I'm, t- and, you know, I'm telling a story, you know what I'm saying? Uh, from, or at least, uh, that's what I aim to do from the beginning to the, to the end, you know, it kind of starts off dark and it's sort of like light at the end of the tunnel type thing. So it gets, you know, pro- progressively, progressively gets, you know, lighter and, you know, a little more happy and stuff like that. And that's how I'm moving as a person. Like, you know, I dealt with a lot of, uh, like depression and just like confusion as a as a kid trying to figure myself out and whatnot. And, you know, now we at NIB, so I'm in like a couple years of college. I'm opening up. You know, I'm mixing with you know a, a, a lot of different people, type of people, and people from different walks of life. From where I'm from, you know, coming from Far Rockaway to going to school at Farmingdale. You know, it's definitely it's not it's different. You know, it's it's different. You know, it's a lot more white people and shit like that. You know, a, a lot more people that didn't. You know, that. I can't, that they didn't go through what I went through, but you know, but they still like decent people, you know, they're not like looking down on me or nothing like that. But, um, uh, but you know, I'm just like, you know, I'm just seeing shit that I know most people where I'm from might never get to see, you know, it's a type of lifestyle that, you know, different people live and whatnot. So I'm learning, so I'm learning shit about myself and just like my place in the world and the world around me and just trying to maneuver and whatnot. So, uh, so it's way around and I'll be just like me kind of documenting this next phase that I'm in, this new phase that I'm in as a person and uh, and looking toward the future. Fire, fire. So actually, it's funny because I was looking at the school that you went to mm-hmm. and I was like, where the fuck is this at? <laughs> so, so I want you to tap into that real quickly. That wasn't the question I planned on asking, but mm-hmm. since you brought up school, I kind of want to, Where's that at? What's the name of the school? Yeah, like, man. What's like the focus? You know how certain schools have a focus on science or they mm-hmm. that. So like, what's that school about? Okay, so Farmingdale State College is on Long Island. It's in this town of Farmingdale, which was probably like an hour drive from where I grew up in Far Rockaway, but it felt like a completely different world when I first got there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, it's mo- I think they 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 focus their their nursing program is like one of the best in the country. You know what I'm saying? Like people from all over want to get into that nursing program. Their net nursing and dentist stuff and whatnot. And uh, it's Division three, so it's not like huge on sports. They had a basketball team. They didn't have a football team. Uh, yeah, man, I don't know what I say. I lived on campus, too, so that was part of the experience and whatnot. Like, first time away from home, and that that influenced a lot of uh, NIB, too, just, you know, being free and, you know, being like a dog and eat, you know, how you want and, You know how that go, college. Right, you know, right. <laughs> you know sure. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, man, it's a small school. Like it's, uh, it was definitely a commuter school more than a dorm. So the dorm community was really like tight. It's like especially if, if you social. Like I was, I was super social in college because I because in high school I wasn't. So when I got to college, yeah, I'm so I'd be out here. here. Yeah, I'd be out here. You know, talk to anybody and everybody. You know. Um, so the dorm community was super tight knit, but definitely like more of a commuter school. And it was built that way too because there's only like a couple of dorms, and you know the commuters outnumber the dorms by a thousand, a thousand, a thousand. Uh, and yeah, man, you know, it's not the biggest school and it definitely like you're not going to go there and get like, you know, the typical, you know, college experience as far as, you know, like parties every night and, right. and just like a whole bunch of dumb shit. But, you know, uh, you get out of it what, what, what you 
make out of it, what, what you want to get out of it. So, what did you study? I studied professional communications. Yeah, uh, I graduated with Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I minored in sociology too. Dope. So, so a question I did have, like relating to school, is like, do you think that um, your your university, your college experience, um, what you studied, the people you met, just your overall experience in college contributed to pushing forward in some way your musical uh, uh, or contribute or had a contribution to your music or like your musical career? Um, I'm, not, I'm leaning towards saying no, to be honest. Um, nah, like I think, you know, the experiences and like the connection I made definitely um, inspired my music at the time. But as far as like my career, like I did my first show on Long Island. I did like a, like a lot of my show while I was in school on Long Island. Pretty much in every venue in Long Island and in the city that I could while I was in school. Um, so I, during that time, I got like hella seat. Like you know, I did a lot of shit musically, but I'm not sure if college directly contributed to that because I feel like I would have been doing it either Regardless, way. Regardless, right? Yeah, like wherever I was, it just so happened that. You know, really the main thing with this college gave me somewhere to stay. That was like the closest thing I had to like stable, like living during those years. Um, so that's what that's what I got the most out of it was like some sort of stability. You know what I'm saying? And obviously I, there's like connection that I'm still super close to that, you know, like my brothers, like I'm going to be at their wedding, they're going to be at my wedding mm-hmm. and shit. You know, it's, it's few out of many, you know, but, you know, I value those more than I you know, present the ones that didn't work out or whatever went left with them or, you know, shit like that. Do you think uh, your, like, Nigerian roots influence your music in any way? Yeah, probably just, like, indirectly, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got, you know, like, the the type of the type of rhythm that I feel, the type of, you know, pockets that I find vocally definitely was influenced from, you know, my mom playing Nigerian music and stuff like that. Um my older brothers, my brothers, we have separate fathers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, my two older brothers, they have the same one. And their father is actually a Nigerian artist. Name is King Sunny Day. Like okay. really, yeah, like a really uh, like influential part of just like the Nigerian music from like back in the day. I think internet says he like the day ground of like Nigerian oh, music and shit like that. Fine. Yeah, so he is pretty far here. I wish I could reach that motherfucker. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I wish I had a number. You know yeah, what I'm like, yo, <laughs> yo, what's yo. up? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> for real. Um, so yeah, so um, but I look back on college like I, I definitely I learned more, you know, outside of college than I did in the classroom. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying just like the social interactions and whatnot. Just I learned a lot about myself and about like people um, for being in school. Less about like what I learned in the classroom and in the books. You know, so that's what I got most out of being in school. From from your perspective or your opinion, in your opinion. Um, for musical artists out there, the little 14-year-olds that are trying to make music right now, that are doing music, um, they know that's what they want to do. That's what they love. Um, would you suggest against or would you say suggest forward or are you neutral about going to school? If they know that they want to do music, like I'm going to do music, this is what I want to do. In the 21st century, if you're not trying to, if, you, if you're not trying to do something that you need to go to school for, which is only like, like, like Probably kind of one hand, right, the type doctor, of, teacher, yeah, nurse, the type of industry that you need, uh, like college degree for. Then I don't think you should go, no. Because if you're trying to do and pretty much anything else, you can do that just like through the internet, just like doing research for yourself, educating yourself, and then finding yourself without putting yourself in debt and you know going through that. Now, uh, now it depends on what you want. Because like I said, what I got, what I most got out of college was being able to break out of my show socially, being able to learn how to network, being able to. Uh, you know, put myself in in different circles and not feeling like not being out of place, you know, being able to, you know, be like a dude from a far a far rock away, kick, kick it with the niggas, and at the same time, you know, shake hands of, you know, a billionaires and shit like that. Right. And, and, you know, CEO and shit like that. So that's that so so it depends. Like if you if you think you need to like you need to go to school for whatever, then you probably don't. You know, in today's day and age, I feel like that's a that's an outdated formula. You know, like you got to go to college, you got to get a degree, you got to get a job, you got to do it that way. Like, no, I feel like that's a dated formula. Um, and especially if you're trying to do music, uh, I don't even think you need to go to school for music nowadays. Like, you really just gotta like just network and 
educate yourself, like research, like what you're trying to do specifically, like how did these people do it how, and apply it to your situation. And it's literally repeat that's the cycle, just consuming information, applying it, and then repeating, you know, going through trial and error and whatnot. So, yeah, consuming, applying, and repeating. Yeah. Yo, I need y'all to run that back for yourselves. Consume, apply, and repeat. I just wanted to point that out because, look, a lot of people, including myself, I'm guilty of it at times as well. But I think one of the, what can be a downfall for individuals who rely upon the blessing of having internet nowadays is that we consume so much mm-hmm. and forget the application part mm-hmm. for some reason. I don't know why, but we just naturally forget yeah. the application part. So we'll take in all this content. Like right now I have pulled up on my, in another tab that says biggest startup failure in history. And it's about WeWork. So I'm going to read that later about like WeWork, how they started up the company, why it failed. But then like what will happen well, hopefully it doesn't happen for me anymore because, you know, I'm aware. But what used to happen is I'll become aware, I consume the content, and then I wouldn't apply it to my life. I think it's super important for people to just listen to what he just said, consume, apply, and repeat. And, yeah, apply that to your life. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt, but just felt like I needed yeah. to 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 say that right there. No doubt. Um, what are going to be your first three purchases when you get your first big music check? Hmm. You see, the thing is, like, if if I had made it when I was like in high school, I would have done some. I would have done some dumb shit. Probably, I would have just, you know, caught some flashy ass shit. You know, just I would have like I would have just got rap. Okay, chain, car, uh, and a big ass shirt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like chain, typical. car, mansion. <laughs> yeah, like typical, like super typical. Now, um, I'm paying off all my debt. First thing, all all that student loans. Car, car, no, paying all that off. So I'm getting myself out of, out, out of, out of the red. First thing first. Once that's handled, then I might cop me a little something nice. Like, but even if like, even if I get a car, it'll be something practical. Like, like something like an SUV that I could like take on the road with, travel with, you know, um, do these little tours with, and shit like that. Um, so yeah, so probably a car. No, I'm not sure exactly what car yet, but it'll be a car, not too flashy though. Something leaning more towards like the practical side, something I can actually use. You know, mm-hmm. not gonna like spend like six figures on a car just to, like to and drive it one person. Yeah, size, right? yeah, and drive it like five times a year. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not gonna do that. Um, I mean, I probably like get like my family a crib before I get like myself something. You know, because uh, they back home in Rockaway, I probably just get like a big enough house to hold like all of them. Not even just like my my mom and brother, but. They have families too, so right. so I'm big enough to house like everybody under one roof. You know what I'm saying, and shit like that. So I probably do that. And I'm a private shopper, we hit the mold, man. Go crazy. <laughs> I deserve just a quick, it. <laughs> just a quick question on that. What are like? Not that it's super important, but what are some of your favorite brands? Like, like clothing. Those? Like all right, put together an outfit you'd buy. So here, I'm gonna give you three items. Mm-hmm. You got to get yourself a. Just because I see it on already, you gotta get yourself a watch, mm-hmm. a pair of shoes, mm-hmm. and then like uh, you know, some pants and a shirt. Like what brands are you going with for let's start with the watch? I am you talking about like I got bread. Like, and I got you got money, bread, money. yeah, yeah. You got, got money, little money. three milli chilling in the bank. Yeah, so after paying off debt. Alright. So <laughs> yeah, so obviously the watch is probably gonna be the most expensive thing. Cause I'm I'm at, I'm been getting into like time pieces and stuff that I've gotten older. So definitely some, you know, probably probably uh, like Presidente or, or Audemars, probably one of those. Um, but not too flat, you know, just something like, you know, some gold, something like sophisticated type shit, you know. Some clink. Yeah, it, it, I've never it, been it a got, flashy type. Right, it got, the, it got what you need bling mm-hmm. wise that you know about personally, yeah. but yeah. to the outside world, it's simple and, yeah, and just, just fresh. Regular. Gotcha. Regular. All right. Yeah, boom. All right, pants. What brand are you going with? Or are you getting joggers? You getting a sweatsuit? What you look like? Yeah, what pants are you going with? I mean, I can only go with what I'm used to, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, honestly, the, I'll probably cop some jeans that Old Navy for real. <laughs> I'll yeah, probably get copy, 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 copy mm-hmm. right now, you know, some uh, probably some Old Navy jeans. Uh, the shoes is what I would go in on, because I'm into shoes, for sure. For sure, but, what shoes you going to get? Uh, I mean, it depends. I'm pretty much, I guess I, if you look at my shoes, it's pretty much hella Nike. You know, I'm a Nike, I'm pretty much a Nike dude. Um, so some fresh Nikes. Maybe it's Jade. I'm in, I'm into Jordan's too. 
but like the older I get, the less I like fuck with it because I feel like Jordan kind of. A little sketchy. Yeah, you know, I feel you. Sketchy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel you. I feel you, yeah. for real, yeah. Um, but yeah, something like that. Um, I don't know, man. Like, for me, it's like, I have to, I have to see it. Like, you got to be shopping. Yeah, look, I got to I gotta see what I like. Man, I got to see it on me, like, visualize it on me type shit. I feel Put it you. together. But yeah, I feel like as I've gotten older, I've gotten, you know, I'm figured out my style more. I've gotten better with, like, putting outfits together and shit like that. And using that just, like, as a form of expression, too. You know, just, like type of outfit I'm wearing because yeah, like, that's creative yeah, as well yeah, like exactly. I had a few design, uh, two designers on that like design pants and clothes yeah. and stuff and they are talking about the same thing about how it's just like their form of expression like it's yeah. their emotion they might make an outfit that they were like crying about because somebody murdered and got murdered and then created an outfit or something that yeah. was inspired by that or they're, or they're super happy because they were like something happened they got accepted somewhere or something yeah. They got accepted into their favorite school and decided to like make some pants like inspired yeah. by that. And it's and, like, yeah. yeah, go ahead. And if I and if I had money to blow, that's probably what I would fuck with more. I would fuck with like independent design mm-hmm. instead of just like the big name, big brand and stuff like that. Because that's the dopest shit. Mm-hmm. Like being on yeah. blow, it's the same with artists. Like there's so many artists that are so fire that just aren't popping yet mm-hmm. that people just don't know of, but they're mm-hmm. hard, like yeah. super hard. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, speaking of that, I wanted to ask you first impression. When you got in of the Kansas City music scene, once you got here, uh, the music scene, it, yeah, it definitely it's super uh, eclectic. You know what I'm saying? It's super like it's super like I haven't met artists that like sound the same from each other. You know what I'm saying? I met like a decent amount of artists now doing like different open mics and stuff like that, and nobody sounds the same. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody has their, I feel like everybody has their own their own style. You know, which is cool. Um, so I like it, you know, it's really open, you know, it's super, it don't feel like New York where it feel like it's super cut though, you know, and everybody just like out for self and, you know, every man for themselves type shit, you know, I feel like it's super more open and collaborative here and people want to like actually advance the scene here and work together to do it, which is really dope. So I like it. It's surprising to hear that actually, because a lot of local Kansas City, like people that grew up here, you'll hear them say that we, we feel like, not anymore actually, so I guess... It's not so surprising, but like when we were growing up, that everyone sounded the same, mm-hmm. and also that we. Took, I've heard that too, and we took a lot from like from the Bay Area music, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't know if it has to do with if we were big friends because you know Mac Dre and how he got murdered here and everything like yeah. that. So and then our big artists got murdered out there, and like not in San Francisco per, per se, but on the west, like West Side, mm-hmm. and so it's a whole it's a whole like relationship between us I and the Bay Area. Yeah, so there's that. a huge relationship between like Kansas City and the Bay Area. You listen to Bay Area music and you listen to some of the most popular artists from like nineties and early two thousands from Kansas City, um, you'll see like a like a close resemblance. And then they were like popping, but then like all the local artists that were like coming up in Kansas City all copy that same sound too. Mm-hmm. And it's like yeah. Anyways, I'll play you some music when we leave. I still like it. It's just I used to think everyone sounded the same. Now yeah. Uh, I feel kind of the same too. I've been able to hear a lot of different um, diverse sounds. Yeah. So, yeah. is the, if there's not, it's okay because I know you've only been here for four months. But yeah. Is there an artist out here that you like really like? Like that's just coming up from out here. Ooh, ooh. Um, Again, don't. I, yeah. No, because they are. I just wish I remembered the name, man. I was at this open mic a few weeks ago. Uh, open. Open mic stand, KC. That's the mm-hmm. that's like the Tuesdays, brand. right? Or is that Thursday, Tuesdays, Thursday, Thursday, I believe. That's the company that that do it, and they do it like every other Thursday. And there was hella artists there that I met that I fuck with. I just can't remember their name. Like, I, don't, I right feel it. Like, there's a lot of artists that would be going to those things. I know there's like something next. Maybe it's this upcoming Thursday. But yeah, I just saw. I've been seeing open mic stand, KC, mm-hmm. like all over the place recently. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's fire. What are you? Some of your? Well, how many times have you? Re- Recorded here, or I mean, not recorded. My bad. Have you performed here once or more than once? In Kansas? More than once. So, yeah. what is like? Have they been at the same venue? I was going to ask you no, what was I've your favorite f- venue. Yeah, I've done a few venues. Uh, I mean, I, I can't say I like anyone more than the other just because I've only done like maybe like one, done one here, one here, one here, one here. I'm trying to like hit you know as many different ones as I can. Um, but you know what I've what I've had the most consistency with is this open mic and uh, Crossroads, which is like it's a uh, it's a uh, you know the grinded pizzeria. Yeah. It's like connected to it. So what they do is like Wednesday nights, they open uh, like the other side of their pizzeria and they do like open mic there and stuff like that. And it's it's really like it's like small, intimate. You know what I'm saying? So it feels kind of like 
like the Tiny Desk type concert. You All know right. what I'm saying? I like that. Yeah. yeah so, like so I'm going to that connection between the guests, yeah. uh, between the attendees and the artists. Yeah, because yeah. like I'm right here, and it's like, yeah, right here. So I'm just like talking right to you, you know what I'm saying? Straight like that, you know, like a handful of people type shit. So, uh, so that might be like my favorite one right now. But, you know, I'm actually trying to get into, uh, I mean, depending on how long I'm still out here for, but uh, I'm actually trying to get into, you know, actually doing some actual show, show like live show at like yeah. the actual venue, like like a mini bar. Or, um, like what's up? I mean, I know there's they got George in like Grenada, like Lawrence, and shit like that. So that's that's what I'm trying to level up to. Hopefully, eventually. yeah, 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 for sure. So you were talking about well, you were talking about um, that you were gonna go visit LA shortly. Yeah, but I also know that you've been to LA in the past. So yeah. the last time you went to LA, what are some of your favorite things about Los Angeles? I don't know how if you were there for two days, three days, to three weeks. I don't know how uh, long I'm there, there for maybe like four or five days. Or, something like yeah, that. so talk about like your experience out there. What do you like about it? Listen, man, woman, weed and weather. That's <laughs> super accurate. Triple W. <laughs> www.la. Yeah, yeah, for exactly. sure. That shit, was, that shit was accurate. I'm pretty sure I got off the plane and within like the next hour, I was ripping a bong at the Airbnb because the host was just like, you want to, like my Airbnb host was like, you want to like, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, like, I, I'm in LA, I'm in LA for real now. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, how was my experience? It was super dope, man. Um, I went to Born and Loud. Festival out there in LA. Um, I made like super dope friends. My my boy Jamie, who's from San, San Diego, uh, he's like one of my like to this day still like one of like my closest connections that I have. And um, uh, I connected with uh, my friend Ashley, who I'm actually going to be with out there uh, when I get out there. Ashley, she's a lawyer out there, Fire. and uh, her Fire. sister's a dancer and stuff like that. They just both like dope, like independent, like female, super strong energy. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and, she, and like you know she's they get they good people and uh and she felt some of my music heavy too like she really supports me and whatnot so she let me stay with her when i get out there hey ashley um and uh and i i, I connected with her out there officially we were like friends by instagram before that mm-hmm. yeah and um and uh we had a misconnection in miami at uh rolling loud that's when i was supposed to link with her the first time oh, right, right, yeah Lake of LA, rolling out. She sees me in the crowd. We spy. It's like, it's awesome. You know That's fire. And we super close. So. That's one beautiful thing about like social media is mm-hmm. like, I've, I've had like a whole bunch of connections with people that I literally never, I met them on Instagram. And then yeah, like, man. You just it really brings the world together, man. Yeah, sure. I mean, it does. If you use it the right way, it's yeah. honestly a beautiful thing. I've yeah. had, like, I've literally been at like, uh, there was like this thing like Vegan Fridays or something like that. Anyways, it was a vegan festival they had every mm-hmm. week in LA. Mm-hmm. And I like went. And it was just somebody I followed on Instagram from before I even moved out there the first time. Like, mm-hmm. and that was like six, five years ago. Yeah. And this was this year. And like, we just been following each other for mad long. And same thing. Saw me in the crowd. Saw me. I was like, yo. And then she's like, yo. And I was like, my yeah. yeah. And then like, meet. And it's just like, you already know each other. And mm-hmm. even in Kansas City, there's like been people that followed me here that while I was in California when I wasn't out here. And then I came back, went to like this event recently at, uh, you know, it's called Saturday Market. Or, yeah, Saturday Market, like put on by, by Design Mag. And I went there and I was like, ran into my homie Hirsch that I knew off Instagram. I was like, my boy Hirsch. And you know, you just like reconnect. So yeah. shout out to social media for, for, for sure. doing this thing. Yeah, man. She's like one of my, one of like, really one of my best friends now, you know? So, and it all started off so of Instagram. So shout out to, shout out to Instagram. That's yeah. powerful, man. That's powerful. I mean, I think it's powerful. I don't know if y'all think it's powerful, but sure, hopefully, man. you know, we, we in the line. <laughs> you know yeah. So um, do you have any passions or hobbies that are outside of music? Hmm. I mean, I'm, you know, I've always been into sports, you know what I'm saying? Basketball, football, tennis. Yeah, I've always been into sports, and I'm super into NBA, so I follow NBA religiously. Uh, Who's your team? Do you have a team? Yeah, man, Trailblazers. That's my Trailblazers? Team. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Little Dan, Dan, Lil Dane, he's a rapper, too. You know <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, feel yeah, me? Yeah, and he got bars, too. He do. Me? No, he's nice. He's nice. Yeah, he's kind of nice. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Like, I'm not a big fan of his sound, but his mm-hmm. bars are, like, Yeah, yeah he remind, like, he cut from, like, that cloth of, like, you know, just, like, bars, mm-hmm. New York shit. You know, he's not from New York, but, you know, just, like, storytelling, putting bars together, being nice like that, being clever with and shit like that with the with the storytelling like that. So yeah, he definitely comes from that close. So yeah, I fuck with Dane, I fuck with CJ. Uh obviously I'm happy to have Melo there, you know. What I'm right, saying? right. He's been doing pretty decent. Man. Yeah, man. And yeah. shout out, shout out to Melo. I want hoodie Melo back. <laughs> yeah. I don't want him to start rocking the hoodies. Like what if they started allowing hoodies in games? Like the hood was connected. That would be 
It'd be kind of yeah, weird. That'd be too weird. And it's like, I feel like it's like an accident waiting to happen. Like somebody going to go up and like get their head caught in the hood facts, or something facts, like that. Facts, facts, facts. Like, That's probably like a dangerous day thing. But like I was just thinking though, it would look like a whole bunch of like dark nights on the court. That shit look yeah. badass. I'm probably it overthinking would, it. But. It, would, it would be like, um, like all-star game touch. What was it called? I was going to ask you, who do you think is the hardest rapper in the NBA? Because there's a lot of You think that? I know. Have you heard uh, uh what's bro's name? Tall dude. I think he played for Sac Sacramento. Marvin Bagley. Yeah, you heard. You yeah, know. he ain't touching that. <laughs> he ain't touching that. Did you ever listen to uh, Kobe's song that he made back in the day? Right. <laughs> I remember the video too. <laughs> the video was trying. He was trying. Too. He was trying something. He was trying something. It was funny. No, no. I mean, Kobe, Kobe, Kobe do his thing. Shaq yeah. did his thing. Yeah. Kobe. I think LeBron tried. LeBron. I'm pretty sure he did. A little KD, uh, KD's was actually I, and yeah. I, again, mm-hmm. his sound, he sound a little weird, but, yeah, you know, he do but, but shout out to DC, you know, shout out to, shout out to the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, Dame, my Dame, I got listening more Dame, honestly. What is your, your favorite, favorite, favorite Nigerian food? I honestly no. probably already yep, exactly. Yeah. I was about to say, all right, you're going to know. Have you been to uh, uh, my my something grill uh, in Independence? No, that like a Nigerian, Nigerian restaurant. Nigerian, yeah, ran by some Nigerians. Uh, I just went over there. I've like, been to Fanny's. That's like I ain't uh, been there. Where's it at? That's uh, of truth. Truth. Gotcha. Yeah, I ain't been there. I might just slide there too. Yeah, that's like a West African. Bro, what are you doing after this? Yeah. We live, we live on the podcast, trying to like, yo, you should come into this uh, this little East African joint in uh, in Northeast. Really? Yeah, it's kind of fire. I don't know if you yeah. like it, but you know, it's cheap. Honestly, <laughs> I'm broke, y'all, so I don't know. Hey, Lucky, <laughs> Lucky, dab me up on that because I was like, I was thinking about it in my head. I was like, look. Is this gonna cost? Because I only got like six to my name right now. Word. But we pull up on the chapatis a dollar fifty, the cheese a dollar fifty. We might be able to get one for you, one for me, one for you. You know what I'm saying? We lit. We lit. If we can make it work. Hey, we're gonna make it work. Fuck yeah. But um I'm gonna ask you one last question. This might be a hard question, might be an easy question. Okay. In 95 years, when you pass away, Jeez. I'm gonna say 95 just because we're wishing you a long life. Mm-hmm. 95 years when you pass away, how do you want to be remembered? What do you want your legacy to be? Shit, man. Um, you know, I've, th- I've thought about that a lot. You know what I'm saying? Maybe too much for, like, a young person. But maybe maybe it's good to to move with that in mind, just thinking Always. about, you know, because okay, yeah. we're talking about legacy, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm – who knows how far away I am from a kid. I know I don't even got nobody. I'm, right. I'm not going to say I don't got nobody I'm right. talking to like that. But – I don't, I don't even got nobody I'm on that level with, you know, to even make a kid with, you know, right. to even, like, you know, make plans with, for real. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I know I'm super far away from even, like, having a seed and having a kid and raising a family and shit like that. But that's the type of shit I've always thought about, you know. I've always thought about how I'm going to like, how I'm going to like, how I'm going to raise my kid and how the type of man I'm going to be, the type of father I'm going to be, the type of husband I'm going to be. And, but to speak to your question... What I want my legacy to be, man, I just want to be remembered as somebody that wasn't afraid to to dream and wasn't afraid to 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 fulfill himself and, you know, uh, that that inspired people to do the same for themselves, you know. Um, you know, I've always, you know, regardless of, you know, the friends I've had that could come and go and or whatever, you know, I never moved with bad intentions for anybody. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's important. Like, I always just, always just want the best for me, but I want the best for people around me, too. Like, I never, I never wanted to win by myself. I wanted to win with everybody that was around me, you know, always, always, always. So, uh, I want to be remembered, uh, you know, a decent man, a good man, and just like a dreamer, and somebody that inspired people, man, they dream, you know, inspired people to, 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 to fulfill their, their best selves. Fire, bro. Straight like that. Straight like that. Dab me up, man. Dab me up. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, if you are enjoying this podcast and if you enjoyed this podcast, please like, comment, review, share, and most importantly, follow my man. Shay Sounds, Hike Hike, See the Bean, Know the Vibes, uh, S-E-Y-I Sounds, wherever on the internet, socials, 
streaming, wherever you get your music, Shade Sounds. Um, I got new music on the way, all 2020. Um, hoping I can flood y'all. Right now, I'm just trying to get some stuff right on the business end. Um, talking to a couple of people I'm trying to work with, trying to manifest that. So I'm putting that in the energy right now. You know what I'm saying? Terror, fuck with me. Forget it. Um, yeah, man, pretty much shit, man. If you see me around town, man, fuck with me. Like, I'm, you know, I'm a decent guy. I'm just open to, you know, meeting everybody, talking to everybody, you know, let's chop it up. And, uh, yeah, man, happy to be here. Shout out to college for having me. Yes, Appreciate sir. It.